All right. Welcome to the Two Pines Radio Show. I have a very special guest for you today. It's Dave Tripper, the big flipper. I'm here to see Nick on Two Pines. You already know what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, last night was a fucking trip. I fucking had way too much to drink. Usually I'm a lightweight with like two beers and whatnot, but I had, oh, get this, four beers and ten shots of vodka. <laughs> so I, I woke up with a big headache. Uh, I don't even know if I can handle that much. I'm a light drinker. You give me two beers and I'm going to be in the couch puking. <laughs> since since it's a tradition on this show to just say what we're drinking, even if it's not alcohol, I'm uh, drinking some Coke. Shouts out to Sprite. You know, I'm with the Sprite right now. And it ain't dirty yet, but, you know, I might get a little wild later. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess my first question is, uh, what got you into this? Like, uh, when did you actually start making music? Man, I, with the with the hip-hop stuff, like... When I was born, you know, and like, as my mom raised me, like she would listen, you know, I would listen to a lot of Motley Crue, Aerosmith. I listened to a lot of old school rock and roll, right? Well, she also showed me in like a lot of Ludacris and Eminem. So as I grew up, you know, I looked at, I looked up to all these rappers and from Ludacris and Eminem, it just went out from there. You know, I started listening to other artists and I got into heavy metal a lot also. So, you know what I mean? Like, uh, ever since I was young, I've worked on music, you know? And I've always wanted to be a rapper. I always had it in my head that is like, you know, like these kids want to be doctors. They want to be football players. Like I was like, you know, I want to be a musician. So I started working on hip hop, I'd say around uh, 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? And when, when did you actually start like uh, recording stuff? See, I started recording, yeah, around 13, 14. Just with anything you could find, like a phone or a little like uh, pocket recorder. <laughs> That's a funny question because actually, me and uh, he goes by Casper now. I ain't gonna say his real name, you know. I ain't gonna put his name out there. But shouts out to Casper. You know, you can look him up on YouTube. Me and Casper, we were 14 years old, man, and my mom was or in my bedroom at my mom's house, you know, and we had a rock band microphone, bro. <laughs> so I went and got some pantyhose out of my mom's bedroom and wrapped it up around this like. This like broken up hanger, you know what I mean? We we threw the fucking rock band microphone over the over the fan. That's fucking awesome. Tied the pop filter up to it with the wire. Oh, can I cuss on this? Dude, go ahead. All right, straight. Fuck up. shit, <laughs> bitches. Listen, he's throwing them out. So yeah, we threw this fucking rock band microphone up over the ceiling fan, man. And I swear, we put out some hits, bro. Like they, I, I heard the you know? I heard those songs back in the day. Um, this is Tanner Purdue checking in. Uh, oh, yeah, what are you drinking, Tan- Tanner? Tanner Purdue checking in, drinking a Sprite made by the Coca-Cola Company. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, back in the day, uh, I was I was 13, 14. We were dropping hits in high school. We had the Newcastle Cross High School bumping our, our shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Tanner was one of them. Yeah, he could vouch. I, I used to listen to those songs back in the day with them. Um, I remember a lot of that, and um, you know, it it was good music, especially a lot of uh, remixes for for the time, especially how old they were. It showed ambition, and we we was remixing Devin (laughs) but Corey as well. Um, They they both they both put their everything into what they were doing, and um, I think that's where Devin is where he is today is Corey as well is because they you put know. so much into the music. So we got the, you know, what I used to do is like a lot of remixes. Me and Corey would just take like, like I remember Bedrock from Lil Wayne, bro. We remixed that and it was hot, dog. Like it was damn near better than Lil Wayne and them. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. 
We had all, all the girls in the school love this shit, you know? And, like, I ended up dropping out ninth. I dropped out in ninth grade, came back to school tenth grade, you know what I mean? But I was just more focused on the music and, you know, a lot of shit I shouldn't have been focused on. But, you know, we can get to that later, so. Uh, I actually dropped out in tenth uh, grade to get my GED. I've, uh, I've been on my own since uh, 2005 and whatnot. 2005? Yep. Wow. Uh, living from friend to friend and whatnot. And uh, I dropped out in tenth grade to get a job at eCoding Plus but I was slightly too young to work there, so I went to Taco Bell. So I haven't even graduated from 10th, I just Oof. got a GED. But they paid me for it too, 350 bucks. Yeah. So it was awesome. So I kind of know what it's like to um, kind of quit school and go after what you really want, you know? Straight and what up, I bro. really wanted and needed was, you know, income and but, a place to stay. But so. I mean, quitting school, man, I'm, hey, everybody needs to stay in school because like, when I quit school, I was confused. I thought I was going to be Tony Montana, or I thought I was going to be, you know what I mean, Eminem. Like, I didn't. And then, you know, life will punch you in the face, like, quick. <laughs> I, I think for most people, um, people try to build their house on the second floor before they even have a foundation. So I, I think it's the, the mindset everybody wants that second floor with a nice TV and all that shit, but nobody really focuses on the foundation like school and whatnot. Exactly. You so know what I'm saying? If you do drop out, uh, make sure you go to like college or something afterward, like get Ivy that Tech. And then get like, yeah, that's get that GED. Cool. That's what you gotta get. <laughs> but it also depends on what you're gonna go for too. Like, um, there, there's some things that you go to college for, and you you're still just gonna fucking work at Wendy's the rest of your life. Exactly, yeah. that's so. what I'm saying. Once you get that GED, man, you could focus on businesses. You know, there's a lot of outlets, but you, you gotta believe in yourself. And that's one thing with me. Like, you know, I, like you asked, I you know when I started the music thing. Mm-hmm. I started recording when I was 13 years old. I've recorded so many songs that are lost, you know, the here, there. But the thing is, I stuck with it. And I dedicated myself. Like, I put tattoos on my face for this shit, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I did a lot. I did a lot, like, I did a lot of shit that, you know, other people would regret. But I don't regret any of it because it's like I wanted to put my all and all my passion into my craft. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. And that's the same with me when it comes to filmmaking, you know. Filmmaking and anything to do with audio, I um, I find hobbies here and there, but you only get like one or two good passions for something, you know. Yeah. And you put everything into it. Straight up, bro. So. That's real. That's real, for real. Let's talk about um, your new single coming out, your new video. What's it called? New video, Say Cheese. Mm-hmm. Got 11,000 plays on SoundCloud so far and counting. We still counting. I just, you know, uh, I've been on my promoting my marketing shit. I'm getting it. I'm getting it there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Talking to certain people. I got the right artists reposting my songs. So my fan base is growing. But I got uh shouts out to Levon Gross. That's my brother. He's in Arizona. Levon, I'm coming for you when you hear this. You know it. But he flew in for five days, man. And we, we filmed some crazy shit. Like, like when everybody sees this video, it's gonna it's gonna shock it's gonna shock all my supporters, all my fans, everybody. What do you think that's ready to drop? Like, what do you think it's gonna drop? Man, I can't give you a solid date yet. Oh. I know it'll be like I would say, I would say give it a month or two at the most. It's oh. gonna be within the next month or two. Do you want to give a little bit so, of detail? You know, uh, well we're gonna get the spring started the right way. You know, we're gonna drop say cheese, but the video. Uh, what I'll say about the video is. It's going to be the one, you know, that starts this, you know, like, cause I've already started this, but to really start my career, really boost me, this video is going to be the one and people are going to see why when I, you know, when I drop this, they're going to see why I'm saying like, but 
for all that, for, all, for right now, that's all I'm gonna let you know. Oh damn! All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but the shit's hot, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, hey, bro, you can ask me anything. Like, I, I'm an open person. Like, feel free to get down to the nitty gritty for real. Like, okay. Well, uh, I don't even know your real name. So my, my real name? Yeah. Wow. Put the government what, out there. What, what, do you, what do you go by day to day when you're not doing your Ooh. thing? Day to day. Well, I mean, my mama calls me Devin. You know what I mean? My real name is Devin. I like Dev. I like it when motherfuckers call me Dev, you know? I don't like I don't like Devin for some reason. Dev's short, it's nice. But my name's Devin Alexander Carter. And then, you know, I got Kid Trip. That was my first little stage name, you know, back in the rap days. I got that tatted on me right here, right on my arm. Then I switched it, you know. What happened was I started getting locked up a lot. You know, I was in and out of jail when I turned 18. And so I took Kid Trip and thought like, I'm not a kid anymore, you know what I mean? Like, I'm growing up. Like, I'm turning I'm turning into an adult. I got to leave that moniker. So I switched it to Dev Tripper. And when I switched it to Dev Tripper, like, I went through BMI and got my name copywritten, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I register all my songs, all my work under Dev Tripper. So, you know, all you thieving-ass artists out there don't be trying to steal my lyrics. I'll sue your ass for that shit. <laughs> Trust me. Did you actually grow up here, or did you come from somewhere else? See, I'm from Cincinnati. I was born in Cincinnati. My mom and dad, you know, my dad, my, my mom and dad always had problems when I was a kid. You know, they split when I was three years old. So three years old, um, you know, my mom's parents, my grandparents lived in Newcastle, Indiana. So we came back from Cincinnati. I came back to Newcastle. I grew up here mostly, you know what I mean? I think I lived in, I don't even know, bro. Like I was everywhere, you know. I think I lived in Indianapolis for a little bit, but that what that didn't last, you know. So I grew up mostly in Newcastle and being a, you know, I don't want to get touch up on the racial stuff too much, but being a biracial kid in a predominantly Caucasian like civilization, you know, little town, I did have it rough growing up. I did have to go through some shit with that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it definitely turned me into who I am. A better person, right? Straight up. <laughs> a tough person, at least. You know? Fuck everyone that uh, thinks negatively of anyone else, you know? I feel that. I was actually uh, kind of bullied for being a little weird. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I wore a chicken suit, so... I I think that'll happen, but um, I learned to just deal with it, you know, and uh, eventually these people come around and they uh, they see who you really are, you know, even if they're more or less successful than yourself. But see, the thing is, we're the ugly ducklings, bro. We're the ugly ducklings. We turn into beautiful swans, bro. (laughs) (laughs) People used to clown me, man, in school. Like I was shy. I had a little afro. I was chubby, pudgy. You know, I was just a little shy deaf and people made fun of me. You know, the girls, you know, I couldn't take me seriously. And then dudes would clown me. they treat me like shit, you know? Like, yeah. there was multiple times that, you know, when I was 12, 13, I started getting in fights because people wanted to, you know, say stuff to me that's just disrespectful, you know, that I should be saying. And I know it's not those kids now at the time. Now, being 23, you know, I know at, at the time, those kids were just raised wrong. They were just taught the wrong shit growing up, you know? That wasn't their fault. But, you know, I definitely, yeah, it made me who I am to be today, for sure. Uh, let's see. When when was the first time you got locked up? <laughs> the first time I was, the first time I went to jail. Uh, see, the thing is, a lot of people think like I I never did juvenile time, bro. I ain't never been to juvenile. A lot of people think I went to juvie. No, I got a lot of battery charges and I got like a marijuana charge as a kid, you know, but as a teenager, and they put me on probation and I would fail piss tests all the time for weed, but my PO. Shouts out to her. She was fucking the, the shit. Never fucking locked me up once. I was just a steady smoking weed as a kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, three days after I turned 18, 
I just got my braces off, feeling good about myself. I got straight teeth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, I got the golds in right now, but I get locked up three days after I turn 18. And what had happened was my buddy, you know, and once again, I ain't gonna say no names, I ain't gonna incriminate nobody, but my buddy had gotten locked up. So I was trying to get him out. I was trying to make some money to get him out of the jail, you know what I'm saying, to bond him out. And they arrested my ass four days later. So I go in there and, you know, I did the first 30 days, first 30 days of jail I ever did. I was with my best friend and that was a blessing, you know what I mean? But either way it goes, that jail shit is not for nobody, so. I think I ended up bonding them out if it's the same person I'm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was an eight hundred dollar bond. Yeah, Tanner ended up bonding my buddy, so <laughs> I no. walked right up but yeah. being locked up, does that affect your music at all? Oh, like yeah, uh bro. did it did it affect the way you went about making See, music or maybe different mindset? To be honest with you, a lot of people ask me stuff like that. Being locked up in Henry County, Newcastle's jail did zero for my music, bro. Nothing. Cause the whole atmosphere, like I did, man. I've been, you know, I'll, t- I'll touch up on this here in a second. I've been locked up in Newcastle. I've been locked up in Delaware County. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in Delaware County, that's Muncie, Indiana. Like it was a lot more cultural. There's a lot more people like me, black people. You know, mixed people, darker people, people, people of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. See, when I was locked up there, I did 30 days. No, I did 90 days up there. But I met a lot of people that did influence my music. I could rap with people, you know. I could show people what I work on and what I do, and they believed in me. <laughs> Way to go. Tanner flopping, dropping phones and shit. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, uh, I did that third, I did that 90 Days of Muncie, man. That influenced my music a lot. Every single time I've been locked up in Henry County, that shit was nothing. Is country you had, as fuck. You had nothing, you know, to connect with musically. Exactly. Or even on a personal level, really. Exactly. I tell people I'm a rapper, they think I'm a clown, you know what I'm saying? When I tell people that in there, this is Henry County Jail. There's people, you know, there's guys walking around with swastikas that, you know, are really cool with me because they know it's all based on respect. But at the same time, you know, they ain't gonna sit and listen to me talk about my rap bullshit. They're, they ain't gonna sit and influence my music. I, so I have no, you know, complete writer's block when I'm in that jail. No creative thoughts. Where uh, do you think is the best place for, I don't know, creating music? What is the perfect kind of environment for you to create? Man, for real, like, best time for me to write is like, when I'm looking, honestly, when I'm buying beats nowadays, I'm just be sitting at the crib buying beats, you know what I'm saying? I chill on the couch. I'll, uh, I got a few producers that I really fuck with heavy that I've been, have been, you know, making all the beats to my music. So I'll just go through their shit, you know, what they've sent me and uh, listen and I'll just get vibes, you know, and I'll think about the shit I've been through in my life. I'll think about, you know, the things I'm going through at the time. You know what I mean? I'll put that into my music. Sometimes I'll get goofy with it, you know, and I call out my buddies and my songs and shit that they're doing at the time. But one thing about me, oh, excuse me, one thing about me being a rapper from Newcastle, Indiana, every single thing I talk about in my music is real. Every single thing down to the T. Like, I don't talk about nothing fake, you know what I'm saying? I've been through it all. People, you know, people say this, people say that about me, but, you know, in the streets, like, there's a lot, there's a lot of motherfuckers that can vouch, like, all my music's real, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see where we're at so far. Uh, no, let's keep this going longer. I want to I wanna <laughs> get everything out of you. I swear, bro. I've been waiting for this one. Interview. You know what I'm saying? Let's see. Um, what do you think is your most powerful track? Like, the deepest from your soul, you know? Like, oh, shit. 
like I, I guess um, like what music track have you made where it's just I don't know the rawest you've ever been. Okay, so listen, um, iCloud, iTunes, or no, not iCloud. Oh look, oh look, I got me slipping. So iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. You know, it's not on SoundCloud, but it is on all those others. You can look up this album called Tripper by Dev Tripper. My personal favorite's Apple Music or Spotify. So, you know, you get on there, look up the album Tripper, and I got this song on there. It's called Resurrection. And it's it's the interlude, you know, it's in the middle of the in the middle of the album. And basically the way I set this album up, y'all released this album right after I got out of jail about seven months ago. Uh, and you know, the first, the beginning of the album is a lot more dreary music. It's a lot more down. It's a lot more like, you know, a, a lot. it talks about a lot of the shit that I was going through, you know, with depression, with going to jail, with drug addiction, with all that. Now, you hit that song, Resurrection, and it literally breaks down to a T what I would go through with the drug addiction, you know what I mean? Breaks down to a T the shit I went through with that. And it's like, it explains, you know, the, you know, like, a lot of times people tell me to go to rehab. Rehab's for quitters. The reason that I got off the dope, you know what I'm saying, and I ain't going to dwell into what I was doing. I'm not going to glorify that. But, you know, the reason that I decided to become sober is because it was me. Like, I know I decided that. Like, I wanted to have a better life for myself. Not It wasn't for any other person. It wasn't because somebody was, you know what I mean, I'm in a facility and these people are telling me that, uh, you know, God's the way to go or I need to do this or that to be clean. Nah, it's because I wanted to do it. And that resurrection song, I think it's number five on Tripper. That is the song that will explain all that to you. It will tell you about my life for real. Well, what kind of process did you go through to actually be sober? Like, what made you come to the realization that that is you, and you don't really need all that bullshit to cloud it? Well, you see, like, you know, they got all these twelve-step programs, bro, and they make all this shit up. Like, I made my own shit up. And my thing is, like, not one person on this earth will ever change. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm never one day just going be changed like a different you know person the mm -hmm. thing is i'm always gonna be dev tripper i'm always gonna be alexander carter like but i can better myself and you see what i'm saying like i can't change i can better myself i'm always gonna like the shit that i like i'm always gonna like the highs i like i'm always gonna want to get fucked up but the thing is i could turn myself into a better person and control that you feel me Mm -hmm. It's like I don't. I could go a year or two without having to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? If I want to have a little fun, I might have a little fun. I might have a little drink, smoke some weed. You know, man. Even take a couple pills sometimes. But the thing is, if you could control that and be a functioning person in society, what's the issue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that's my point too. Like, there's a lot of people that actually go to work doing cocaine and bullshit like that. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's as long it. as they do, we call job, that street you know? dope. That's street See, dope. I, I kind of don't get why people have drug tests. You know, what people do in their own private time and whatnot, and if it doesn't affect their work at all, why the fuck invade their privacy like that, you know? You know what I'm saying? Even if it is something like cocaine, something extreme or a taboo, you know, For or sure. something as little as weed, they're still altering, the, you know, the perception and shit to kind of fit what they're going through or what they want, you know? I feel and, you know, uh, See, I think there's it's all regulation, man. I think, I think shit should be regulated, but I also think there's certain people... With a good head on their shoulders, you know? Maybe like guidelines, you know? Instead of like something to enforce it, to punish you for maybe, I don't know, experimenting. Because alcohol and weed, I don't know, they bring about the same thing. Cigarettes give you a certain high, too. I think like uh, anything more like DMT or like cocaine or whatever shouldn't be like tested on. I, I think like, um, I think it should be allowed in a certain light, you know? I think, I, I agree with you with that, you know, the psychedelics and stuff. I don't think that should be illegal, but I also think, you know, 
there should be certain guidelines, you know. If you I go, go to the there. doctor right now, they're going to give me some bullshit, some, you know what I mean, some non-narcotics that's not going to affect me, it's not going to help me, or it's going to twist my brain and, this, you know what I mean, make me crazier than I already feel like I am. So if I self-medicate, if I smoke a little weed, you know what I'm saying? If I take a, a pain pill here and there, if I need, if I'm feeling like I'm in pain, you know, if I feel like I'm stressed out and I take a nerve pill, you know, what's wrong with that? The, right. the law doesn't agree with it, but morally, I feel like I'm all right doing that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? As long as it's like in a good in like environment. I mean, you wouldn't drink and go driving like an idiot. You know? Exactly. Because that's a DUI. I don't got no DUIs <laughs> on my record. He said an unjust one. Man. <laughs> yeah, I got pulled over my driveway after smoking a little bit of pot. Whatever consenting adults do in their house is none of your fucking business. <laughs> why are you making, Tanner getting strong why are you the making a career out of arresting nonviolent criminals? It's pathetic and you need to get a job. Tanner for doing the police. Legal, legalize all drugs and I'm serious. <laughs> and legalize nonviolent drugs. The only is my boy. The only law there should be: don't hurt people and don't take their shit. Exactly, I feel that. Yeah, to I, an I extent. Kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to don't, an extent. don't murder anybody. That's fucked up. Straight <laughs> up, don't take bro, their you stuff. Know at least, you know, the stuff they need. I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm Dev Tripper. I'm the big flip. I party. I have fun. But I also control myself and I have a legitimate business, you know? And I'm about my paper. I'm about my money. You see what I'm saying? As long as it makes you happy, too. <laughs> right? Yeah, Do you ever yeah. feel like uh, at one point in, in this at all, like you're unhappy at all? Bro. Or has it always been like this zen or like euphoric kind of feeling? Another one of my beliefs is that every human on this planet Every single human on this planet, there's not one person that's completely happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, show me one person that is completely happy. That's not one thing they stress about, or there's not one thing that you know they might be a little depressed about at times. Like the thing is, like what life is about is making the best out of the worst. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And like that's what I try to do. Yeah, of course. Like I, I'm a, I'm a cancer. That's my zodiac sign. I cry every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I get upset all the time, but. I make the best out of it, you know what I'm saying? And I try not to dwell on things. When you dwell on things too long, it'll eat you alive. And then, you know, you're wasting all of your energy on that. Like, what do you do to not dwell on things? Like, uh, what what is the way you, uh, I don't know, kind of ride the waves in a way? Mine would be driving. Like, uh, the other day I went to Kentucky for no, like, no reason at all. I drove 270 <laughs> really? miles. Yeah, I went in a ditch at one point. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck it. Out, that yeah. I went right into a parking lot, but... Oh, uh, I went down to Rising Sun to have a beer with a friend, and on my way back, I saw a bridge, and I'm like, whoa, that's a huge fucking bridge. Is that Kentucky? Holy crap, it's Kentucky. I'm going to go to a different state. And then See, I drove like, around for like five hours without a GPS or anything, you know? Bro, honestly, uh, like... I've always wanted to do something like just drive yeah. until where yeah. it takes me. For me, that was my way to escape all of my problems at that moment, you know? I didn't have anybody, you know, that knew where the fuck I was. Everybody that I knew was far away, and all of my problems seemed far away, and I could look at it like in a different light. And that's what driving does for me. I guess what I'm trying to ask you is, what do you do when you're riding the waves and you're starting to get a little low? What brings yeah. you back up to that even? Honestly, key, like, and this is a thing. Like a lot of people ask me, you know, why you got all these tattoos? Why you wear all this jewelry? Why you do this, that? Those are the things that bring me up. You feel me? Like when I'm feeling down, like when I'm feeling like shitty, or I feel like a, you know, the worst, like. And, I, you know, lately, I've been going through it a little bit. I've been going through a lot of bullshit lately, honestly. But 
that's why I go spend my money on jewelry. So I, you know, I feel like I look nice. Cause if you look good, you feel good, right? And then, you know, I go put tattoos on my face and tattoos on my body. Cause that's how I express my feelings. I want people to see the pain that I've been through. So when they meet me, instead of being taken back, they can think, look, this dude looks like he's been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? This one right here that says empty. Empty. What does that mean to you? See a lot of people I sat and that's cause like at one point I felt like I was empty inside and I still do to an extent, you know, I still feel a little bit empty. You know, I've, and all of us, like I said, all of us on this planet, there's not one person that feels like their heart's completely full. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they're completely happy and like, I'm always gonna feel empty inside until the day I die. But how empty, that can differ, you know what I mean? That can change. Just depends on that wave, you know? Exactly. Uh, I'm only gonna ask like a few tattoos because you get a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> what does this one mean right here with the uh, flower and this actually, scissors? This is a shout out to Sworn In. It's a, it's a pretty pretty nice heavy metal band. They're getting big, you know what I mean? Oh, nice. mm -hmm. And uh, this is actually two album covers put together. It's uh, that, their first album, 13 has the flower of death. I think it's on a tarot card or something, but you know that, and then the scissors. See the scissors is on the cover of the lovers, the devil, which is their second album. And it's one of my favorite heavy metal bands. Shout out to sworn in. You got to check them out. They're dope. What's it mean to you? I mean, I mean, it's just, I love the music. If you listen to the albums, you would understand why I got okay. a tattoo. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I love their music so much. And like those two albums, like the lyrics, man, are just so deep and like, you know, I feel like you can touch on certain subjects with music that you can't even express with words. You feel me? Yeah, and, yeah, that, and yeah. that's the type of stuff they do with their music. So, uh, music's always been like a, a huge part of my life and whatnot. I um, I've actually been collecting music I've listened to over the years and categorized them in folders and whatnot. And each time I go to one of these folders and hear that music, it brings me back to that time, like 2005 mm -hmm. or 2006. A certain song will make me feel that certain way. Yeah. And it actually, um, not to get too, I don't know, heavy into it, but uh, it goes through the same part of your brain that memories go through. And uh, certain Alzheimer's patients, like my grandmother, certain songs bring them back to that feeling. And she actually remembered me before she passed away. She didn't remember my dad. She barely remembered my grandpa or anybody around See, him. That's rough. But I had her listen to that one song when they got married, uh, Red Roses for a Blue Lady. And she remembered that. She remembered how it felt. But it didn't bring back the memories. It brought back how she felt. So on a musical level, I understand. It's this frequency. Man, that's amazing. That's, that's a heartwarming story. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those frequencies. Music emits, that's what people don't think about. Music emits frequencies, and when you emit happy frequencies into your brain, you know, it gives your brain good vibrations. If you emit yeah. bad music into your brain or, like, you know, dreary music, that's going to make your, you know, it's going to give your brain negative vibrations, so... Making music was one of the best things I ever did. Like, too. it's inspiring to hear stories like that, you know what I mean? To show, like, what music can really do for people. And that's, like, that's like what I want to do with my music, you know? I want to help people out with it. Would you like to hear a story? Let's, let's check it. In uh, 2005, when my parents split up, my grandparents brought me back to Richmond and whatnot. And uh, around that time, I had saved up for, like, uh, a PSP, you know? Uh, I had a, a track on there called Permanent by Acceptance. And that song I actually listened to on repeat until I fell asleep on their couch. <laughs> and that song always brings me back to that time, right? Yeah. Well, about a week ago, I went out to Richmond because they, they've been passed away for about two years now. And um, I took a look at them in the cemetery and I took a look at them um, in the house, you know. Uh, it's dilapidated. It's just falling apart and mold everywhere. So yeah. I decided to 
leave that part behind by listening to that song again, you know? And um, a little backstory. Um, my grandparents would pick me up every two weeks to come visit my dad and whatnot, and they would come down this alleyway. Well, when I was listening to that song, I drove away, and I wanted that to be the last time, you know? And um, I was listening to the song. I went down the alleyway in the opposite direction as it ended. And that was kind of like a coming full circle moment for me. I feel you on that, bro. So You live life very metaphorically, and I like that because I'm the same way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it helps me a lot of the times, you know, just those little metaphoric thoughts and things you do, like, helps me get through life. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's, and that, that definitely um, helped me let go of a lot of feelings I've had over the last 14 years, a lot of hate and a lot of anger and a lot of, you know, sadness and whatnot about them not being around and not being able to support me anymore. And um, that helped me move on and grow up as a person, you know? That's real, bro. So Real is rare. Real, real is valuable and real is a diamond. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's real as shit. Well, um, I don't know if I have any more questions, good sir. <laughs> hey. Besides, what are you doing tonight, sir? Are you going to get hammered? Shoot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you might see me at the bar. <laughs> but You will. But, you know, before we end it here, I'm going to give a shout out to Kari. He's got a new music video on the low. Midwest Patrick's working on that right now. Yeah. Go check out Caked Up. Midwest Patrick, film that. It's on YouTube. You know, Dev Tripper Caked Up. Uh, I got, shit, what we got? We got King of the Cloud, Alpha Omega X on the way. That's my new album I'm working on. Um, Say Cheese on SoundCloud. It's got 11,000 views so far. We got the music video to that coming out. Shout out to Levon Gross for filming it. Yes, and I sir. think that's all we got. Indie Animals, that's what I'm saying. Thank you to all my Indie Animals and all my fans. Thank you, Nicholas, for having me. Hey, not a problem. This has been the Two Pints Radio Show with your host, that Nick guy, with our special guest, Dev Tripper. It was nice to have you, man. You know it. Fuck yeah. And we got a video over there, too. You know it. <laughs> well, that's flipping. it. Fuck off. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.